how are you? Welcome to the Kate Languages Summer 2023 Replay Series. <laughs> this summer, between seasons four and five, I'm re-releasing some of my favourite ever podcast episodes that I think are well worth a re-listen. From my top tips for saving time to classroom management, the new GCSE and teacher wellbeing and burnout via some of the best conversations I've had over the past few years with some absolutely incredible educators. I hope you enjoy listening to these episodes again and get lots of great ideas and inspiration from them. In this episode, which was season one, episode three, I talk about my top five tips for improving or maintaining your language skills as an MFL teacher. Now, I'm not going to lie, these ideas are not going to set the world on fire. They're nothing too, like, weird or crazy or new or different. But I just thought this is an absolutely ideal time to re-release this episode, as it is the beginning of the summer holidays for lots and lots of people right now. And I just thought, when you've got so much free time in the summer holidays, um, unless you are a parent of small children, in which case you've probably got less time than you do when you're teaching. Um, but anyway, no, for those of you who see the lovely long summer holidays stretching ahead of you, and you're thinking, what can I do over the summer holidays to improve or maintain my skills as a languages teacher? Or even kind of improve a new language or learn a new language? Then I've got a few ideas and tips in this podcast episode for you. Just want to say I talk quite a lot about the online courses, online evening classes for MFL teachers. As of September 2023, I'm not going to be teaching those anymore. But I am doing one-to-one classes with people. These are during the day. At the moment, I teach Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays during school time, which is meaning that people who are being asked to teach a language that they don't actually speak are making sure that they have at least one free protected per week or per fortnight in which to have language classes with me one-to-one. So if you're interested in that, French, German or Spanish, get in touch through my website katelanguages.co.uk and we can try and figure out dates and times to do some one-to-one language classes. Okay, I hope you're having a fantastic summer and I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hi, hola, bonjour. Guten Tag, I hope you're all very well. Uh, This is the Kate Languages podcast and this is the third of my CPD episodes. So I've already done a couple of CPD episodes. The first one was talking about uh, using GCSE style activities at Key Stage 3. And the second one uh, was on a very different note, um, talking about teacher wellbeing and burnout. Um, If you haven't listened to those and they sound interesting to you, then head back and uh, have a little listen to them. I've had loads of amazing feedback actually about the wellbeing and burnout one um, in particular and I think perhaps, so I'm recording this at the end of August 2021 and I think for quite a few people heading back to school sort of around now or beginning of September um, it's probably something that is uppermost in people's minds trying to stay mentally healthy as well as physically healthy and as well as all the other million things that you need to do as a teacher um definitely looking after your own mental health is is a 
well, should be a massive priority and something that's, that is difficult to do, um, but yeah, should be a big priority. So today's episode, um, I'm going back to more specific um, language related things and I am going to talk about um, improving or maintaining your language skills when you are an MFL teacher. Um, so I'm going to talk about just just giving a few ideas of the kind, kinds of things I do and I know that other people do um, just to keep your language skills fresh. I think the, the funny thing with the language is kind of like once you can speak the language you can speak the language but languages do change and evolve and I know that since I did my degree 20, 20 odd years ago uh, language has changed and developed a lot you know there's a lot of new technology and internet related language um, that has come about since then fortunately a lot of that seems to be English that you can you can kind of say an English word in a French German or Spanish accent and hope for the best um, but there, you know there are always different ways of saying things and different ways of doing things um, so I'm not going to tell you all this new language but I'm just going to go through different ways of like I say improving or maintaining your language skills um, as a languages teacher and I have to say one of the best ways of doing it is to teach the language day in day out um, so you've already got an advantage there okay so I've got five tips that I'm going to go through uh, like I say this is certain things that I do and things that I know a lot of other people do as well so the first one is t I mean I'm obviously going to say this because this is what I offer is to take language lessons um, I think a lot of people try to use apps um, or websites or whatever to teach themselves a language or to do it of their own accord. And I think um, I think it probably depends on your personality. I know personally, I need to have something in my diary at a certain time every week where I'm like, you need to turn up and you need to do this because you paid for it. Um, otherwise, I'm like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, whatever. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll do it another time. Um, so yeah, so that's where language lessons I think are actually really good and I know, so yeah, I offer French, German and Spanish uh, online lessons for languages teachers. Um, as of September 2021, we are actually going to be offering four levels for each language. So beginner, key stage three, GCSE and advanced. So beginner is for complete beginners. Key stage three is people who um, are teaching key stage three but perhaps a sort of just past beginner level and the, the I know this happens again because I've been teaching people a lot is they're kind of like if you're kind of like one or two lessons ahead of the kids and you're sort of constantly looking at the textbook like right, right what do I need to do next week or whatever and your language skills are just are just not there through no no fault of your own because it does seem to be um happening quite a lot where teachers are being asked to teach a language that they don't actually really know very well and they don't speak, um, they haven't studied um, or whatever. So that, yeah, so that's a key stage three level. The GCSE is for people who do maybe have even a GCSE themselves or even an A-level themselves, but they just maybe did it quite a long time ago or they just want that extra bit of confidence to teach more complex structures um, and also what we do in the, in the lessons as well is, is think about the 
techniques for teaching GCSE as much as the actual language that you need to teach GCSE. And then we have the advanced classes that are for people who are teaching A-level, again, maybe even studied the language at university, maybe have an A-level themselves and just want a bit of conversation, a bit more complex grammar, etc. to just make them feel much more confident about teaching A-level. Or even really high level GCSE, you know, if, you, if you've got a top set or a class where there are kids who are going to be getting grade, you know, seven, eight, nine, and you're feeling, okay, what, what are the kind of complex structures I can put in there? That, that would be the advanced class. Um, so yeah, so that's me selling my languages classes. Other people offer language classes as well. I think I, as far as I know, I'm the only person who's offering them specifically for languages teachers at the moment. Um, but yeah, so like I say, I think for me personally, the accountability of signing up to something, paying for it and saying, right, I'm going to be there at a certain time every week. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my, my speaking practice. I'm going to join in, um, etc. I I think that is invaluable um, and really, really helpful. And obviously the feedback I've had from other teachers, the teachers who are taking the, the courses is that that is really, really useful and, and really helpful for them um, and I've got people who have been doing them for a couple of years so it clearly it's clearly uh, going really really well so yeah so that's tip number one is to actually sign up for language lessons and work actively proactively on improving or even learning from begin from the start your languages my second tip is a bit more chilled out is to watch TV, films, things like that. Um, I think back to when I was a kid learning languages at school, like the idea that I could have just switched Netflix on and watched something in French or Spanish or German. Oh my God, I would have just found that so exciting. I still find it really exciting. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I literally like probably watched TV when I was actually in a country but other than that and I just remember always turning the tv on and just being like oh this is quite boring um but the best thing about something like Netflix or on uh channel four have a series like lots of different um foreign language tv shows um if you look for Walter Presents um that's where all their foreign language tv shows are um, yeah, just the idea of having, you know, that kind of thing on demand at your fingertips whenever you want to watch them. The only problem I would say is that there's too much choice, especially Spanish, because there's a lot of American and Latin American shows on Netflix that are in Spanish. And there's so much choice. Um, I was trying to think of some things. I say Money Heist, which is Casa de Papel, Papel I think, isn't it, in Spanish. Money Heist, that one is really popular. Um, I've watched a few episodes, but yeah, apparently really, really good. Um, I've also watched Chicas del Cable, which is Cable Girls in English. Um, I really enjoyed that. So I've, again, I've watched a few episodes. I kind of watch stuff and then get distracted by other things. <laughs> I don't know if other people do the same. Uh, yeah, and that I love, uh, I must admit, I really just really love their clothes in that one it's set in the 1920s well it starts in the 1920s 30s kind of time um and it's sort of in the in the build-up to the uh civil war i 
like I say, I've only watched a few episodes, but I think that's the that's what's happening. And oh, just the outfits that the women wear are just so cool, and their hair is like really cool. Um, so both of those are actually set in Spain, and they're span like Spain Spanish. Uh, and then there are loads, like I say, of Latin American and um, American shows. I know Narcos is really popular, Narcos, which is about drug dealers, I think. Uh, apparently a little bit violent as well, <laughs> from what I understand. Um, oh gosh, in terms, right, so French, uh, Lupin, oh my god, it's absolutely amazing. If you can, if you only watch one French series on Netflix, watch Lupin. Um, I love Omar Sy as well, I think he's amazing. Um, and he's in some really good films as well, so like Antouchable and Untouchables, which are eight, is on the A-level syllabus. And actually, if you want to think about like what are good films to watch, have a look at the A-level syllabus, because they do tend to be really, really good films that they put on, on there. Um, other French things I've watched, I'm trying to think. I have also watched... Oh God, it was called The Hookup Plan in English, and I don't know what it's called in French, um, which is quite funny. I watched the first season of that, I need to watch the next one at some point. German, I know there's a series called Dark, and then obviously you've got Deutschland 83, 85, and I think 89 as well, so German, Deutschland 83, 85, 89, set in East Germany. Again, I've watched a few episodes. I'm terrible, I feel like I need to go back and watch all these again. Just talking about them now, like, oh, yeah, there were some really good shows. Um, but anyway, I mean, it just depends what you're interested in, what you like. Um, and as I said, yeah, if you want, if you're, if you want ideas for films, totally have a look at the A-level syllabus. Um, so, like, on, on the Spanish one, I know that um, Volver is a really popular one. I did that, I watched that when I did my Spanish A-level five or six years ago. Um, I did it as a teacher five or six years ago just as an aside um yeah Bolwer is amazing anything by Amadovar um obviously a bit weird sometimes but also brilliant films um okay so yeah just having all those options at your fingertips of tv and film and I'm not gonna lie I always have the subtitles on even I'd say probably German is my best language for understanding because I lived in Germany for quite for like nine months on my year abroad and watched a lot of German TV. Um, even then, I still, I mean, to be fair, my husband doesn't actually speak German, so we need the subtitles, we need the subtitles for him. But I don't think there's anything wrong in having subtitles. Um, the only thing I would say is I do, like it does tire my brain out because I listen to what they're saying and I read the subtitles and then my in my brain I'm like, that's not quite what they said or is, oh, that's an interesting translation. Then I start thinking about how I would have translated it and then I kind of like miss the next few seconds of the of the show. Um, I think also another option, you could actually put the subtitles in the target. So I watch them in English, like with English subtitles, but you could put the subtitles in the target language as well. So that's kind of more evenly matched up from what they're saying and what the um, what the subtitles are. That's a little tip um, for you there as well. So there, my first two tips were sign up for language lessons, watch TV or films in the foreign language. The third one, this is something I absolutely love, and this is why I have a podcast, is podcasts. Oh my God, I'm literally obsessed with podcasts. I hate the word literally, but I really mean it in this in this sense 
Um, <clears throat> so there are some really good podcasts for people who are perhaps of a lower level, also still beginners or just, you know, post beginners. Um, like the Coffee Break podcasts and things like that. They're available in loads of different languages. There's a really, really good French one called Journal en Français Facile, which is um, like the news in easy French every day. But I've got to say, it's not like super easy. Um, it is good, authentic French. It's just a bit slower. Um, and the, yeah, the language is a little bit more straightforward than... Um, you know, if you're like reading Le Monde or something like that, which is a really complex language. Um, and that one, I think it's about 10 minutes and it's every single day and it's just, it's really great. And again, if you're teaching A-level, for example, for the first time and you want to get on top of um, current affairs, then that's really good and so good for, for the language and stuff around current affairs. Um, it is international, so it's not just French. Um, I think... It's quite focused. It's quite focused on Africa. I think it's aimed at perhaps people in African, like francophone African countries. I could be totally wrong there, but um, yeah, that's really good. Um, there's a slow German. So you've got like news in slow German, news in slow Spanish. I don't know if there's news in slow French because I love the Journal en France Facile, so that's the only one I've listened to. There's a really good Spanish one called I can never remember if it's Hoy hablamos or hablamos hoy which again is um, daily and they talk about various different things so sometimes it'll be current affairs sometimes it's just a really interesting topic um, that they discuss there's a couple of guys who do it um, and again that is Spain Spanish I do find Spanish from Spain a lot easier to understand because that's where I've been and where you know the accent that I understand for people who are slightly more advanced and want to have an attempt to understand uh, Latin American Spanish, um, NPR, which is an American radio station, does a podcast called Radio, Ambul radio Ambulante, I think. I think I've said that right. And yeah, that um, is, each episode is a different, interesting story from around Latin America. Um, it's very like it's quick authentic um and like I say for me I find it quite hard to understand because it's uh the kind of American Spanish Latin American Spanish accent um but great for like really honing your listening skills there um and then I'm at what I've done as well so especially if you have a higher level of the language um so you know if you studied it to degree level but a but kind of feeling a little bit rusty or whatever. Um, another thing I've done is searched in Apple Podcasts for something that I'm interested in. So I've got a toddler, uh, so I'm always interested in, like, mum podcasts. <laughs> uh, so I've looked up in Apple Podcasts, um, in German, for example, like, I, don't, I literally just type in Mutter or something and yeah I found a couple of quite interesting podcasts that I've listened to a few times um and they're not obviously not aimed at language learners but if it's something that you're actually interested in and interested in and want to listen to and learn about then for me I actually will then want to listen to them rather than um just you know language learning things that might not be topics that I find that interesting 
And on that note as well, downloading audiobooks in the foreign language um, is also a really, really useful thing to do. But I'm going to talk about books in a minute as well. Okay, so to recap, number one, sign up to language lessons. Number two, watch TV and films in the foreign language. And number three, listen to podcasts in the foreign language. Number four and five are both about reading, okay? So two and three are about listening, four and five are about reading. So number four, I would recommend reading the news. And again, if you're teaching A-level and you're like need to get up to date with um, A-level, like the topics in A-levels for current affairs and things like that, being on top, you know, being able to read the news regularly is really really important I think I've actually done um, a blog post on my website so if you go to katelanguages.co.uk click on blog and it's um, loads of links I think it's um, it's called useful websites for a-level language teaching or something like that I did a, um, a webinar on it a few months ago and yeah so if you click on on the blog and go yeah I've put loads of um links to websites that can be used for a-level language teaching but also um for yourself as well to improve your language so a lot of them are websites that are basically kind of aimed at children but other news so one example is um Logo Nachrichten which is a German one on ZDF ZDF um and that is yeah so it's basically news for children so the language again is authentic but it's quite simple so depending on your own language level that's a really good way of um accessing the news and current affairs but through language that isn't too complex and i have actually used that website with with i think even key stage three but definitely key stage four students as well so it's a great website um, and the French one that I always recommend is Un jour une actu. Um, again, it's news, current affairs, and they have loads of like lovely little profiles of famous French people throughout history or um, all sorts about different topics and things like that. It's, yeah, it's a great website. I've never found an equivalent in Spanish. I, on, on my blog, blog post, I do have a few Spanish um, websites, but I'm not going to lie, I've never found anything that is on a par with Logo Nachrichten and Ajovinetu. But, and people constantly try and say, oh, you know, there's this, this and this in Spanish. But honestly, no, they're, they're just not not the same. I don't know why. Um, also, one thing I do is I follow quite a lot of news outlets on social media so as I'm scrolling through my Twitter or Facebook or whatever it will come up with I don't know Liberation headlines or um, El País you know whatever the headlines are I'm not gonna lie I don't I don't tend to read the articles in depth but I think even just seeing the headlines and just get yeah, the language and you know even slightly subconsciously having a bit of an idea about what's going on um, in terms of current affairs in France, Germany and Spain is really quite helpful, um, I think. And as I said, my, the, the last point as well, point number five is another reading one and it's reading books. Genuinely, like again, if your language level, I mean, obviously, if you're a beginner, then reading books is really quite hard. Although there are lots of books out there for beginning language learners um there are parallel texts things like that which are actually really really helpful as well um but yeah if you've got a level or, or a degree 
and you want to keep your language skills really, really good, uh, 100% reading novels and reading books in, you know, even non-fiction books, if, if that's what you're interested in, in the foreign language. It's just such a brilliant way of keeping up your language skills. And I often find like I'll, I'll be reading a book and there'll be language in there that I've I know it's somewhere in the back of my mind and then I think oh yeah I remember that word and then and then I'm like oh I might use that in my resources or in my teaching or whatever instead of using the same adjectives all the time or whatever so um yeah I I used to run an MFL book club on Facebook and um a very lovely lady called Elaine has actually taken that over now and she's doing a brilliant job with that um because it was one of one or two many things that I had on my plate and um so yeah she kindly offered to take over and so basically I think roughly once every term it, it used to be half termly but I think that was a bit much for people so once a term we read a book in we alternate between French German and Spanish um and they tend to be kind of modern texts my rule is that they're not on the A-level syllabus so it's not, it doesn't feel like work. It is meant to be for relaxation and pleasure rather than <laughs> work. Uh, so we've done a couple of French books by Guillaume Musso. That's the current one um, people are reading at the moment. A couple of Spanish books by Isabel Allende. Uh, German ones, various different people like uh, Jenny Appenbeck and Dörte Hansen, I think her name is. That's House. That was a brilliant book. I loved that one. Um, so yeah so if you want to join the Facebook group just search for MFL virtual book club and request to join and please answer the questions because if you don't answer the questions then we don't let you join um, and as I was saying when I was talking about podcasts as well downloading audiobooks in the foreign language so what I often do for the books for the MFL book club for example I will download them on audible so I can listen to them in the car or I can listen to them whenever um I because actually sitting down and reading a book is sometimes just don't have the time for it but I find listening to podcasts or listening to audiobooks um uh, mainly while I'm driving around trying to get my toddler to nap <laughs> I, need, I need to find things to do while I'm doing that um and maybe some of you have been in, <laughs> in that same position as well uh, yeah, so anyway, so I find the audiobook, or like, I don't know, while you're cooking or whatever, audiobooks are just brilliant, I think. And yeah, I mean, it's really good for your listening skills. And what I'll often do is download the the book. I tend to read everything on, on my iPad, but I'll download the book, plus I will download the audiobook. So I might listen to a chapter in the audiobook, and then I'll read a chapter. I also often download it in, like an English translation of the book as well. So that I can just kind of check that I've understood and um, maybe I might read again. Like I'll do one chapter in French and then one chapter in English. Uh, if the book is really, really good, I sometimes find myself just reading it in English because I'm like, I want to know what happens and just reading it really quickly. Um, which doesn't really help my language skills. I'm aware of that. OK, so to recap my five tips. Number one, join language lessons. Sign up to language lessons. Turn up every week. Practice your speaking, listening, joining, maybe even do some homework. <laughs> and as I said, they are available on my website, katelanguages.co.uk forward slash courses in French, German and Spanish in 
four different levels starting from September 2021. And hopefully that will continue throughout the entire school year and beyond. So tip number one, sign up for language lessons. Tip number two, watch TV and films in the target language with or without subtitles in English or in the target language, up to you. Number three, listening to podcasts. And if anyone has any recommendations for other podcasts, I'm always up for podcast recommendations because I love them. Number four, reading the news on uh, online. So the two websites I mentioned were Logo Nachrichten and Un Jour Une Actu. As I said, I have a blog post on my website with loads of links to suitable websites uh, that are aimed at children and are really, really useful for keeping up with current affairs and also following newspapers and TV stations, etc., like news stations on social media. And number five, the last one, reading books or listening to audiobooks in the target language is a great way of keeping your vocab really you know, up to date, especially if you're reading modern books, keeping your vocab up to date and reminding yourself, as I said, of, of words that you probably know somewhere in the depths of your brain and just sort of bringing them back to the front of your brain. I would really, I'd be really, really interested in anyone else's tips and ideas for um, how you improve your language skills, if there's something. So, I mean, you know, my ideas are, are fairly obvious. Sometimes it's quite useful to be reminded of things that are pretty obvious. There might be something really obvious that I've completely missed out there. So do get in touch on my social media, which is at Kate Languages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Quite handy. Or email kate at katelanguages.co.uk. Um, and yeah, let me know what you do to maintain or improve your language skills or even how you are maybe learning a new language, either just for fun or to be able to teach it. Um, so yeah, as always, it'd be really, really great to hear from you. And lastly, no, second, second to last, if you would like to support me and my free content that I'm putting out there, like these podcasts, um, pop over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Kate Languages. Um, I've had a few and some lovely messages as well, which is just great. It just makes my day when something like that pops up. Okay, and very, very lastly, if you could uh, rate my podcast and review it. I know everybody says this on podcasts, don't they? If you could rate and review, it just means that more people can see it and hopefully it can help more people um and yeah get my get my ideas and, and things out there which would which would be really great so thanks for listening and i will be back hopefully fairly soon with another cpd podcast uh i've got a few ideas for some topics i want to talk about differentiation uh planning a key stage three curriculum all sorts i've got so many ideas but again if there's anything you want me to talk about get in touch and give me give me your ideas for what you'd like me to talk about. Okay, so adios, au revoir, auf Wiedersehen, see you later.